0: Coffee with Clarissa on Money FM eighty nine point three. Good afternoon. I am Clarissa Monter in the studio with us Norque, who is currently the CEO and founder of NQ International Private Limited. She is a top-flight banker with over forty years of experience across key sectors of private banking, wealth management, investment banking. But today she is here as my friend and the co-founder and president of the Breast Cancer foundation good afternoon
1: afternoon clarissa
0: you can step a little closer to the microphone for us so we can hear that beautiful voice of yours thank you you know your resume is very long right but at no point does it say you're also a fine singer
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think that is for people to decide i sing for myself because i enjoy singing
0: and you do it very very well thank you Okay. Now, I had a actually a burning question. Rian and I both were very very interested in this. You are not a cancer survivor. No, I'm not. So what was the driving force for you to start Breast Cancer Foundation
1: with my friends? Um well, mummy my mother is 92 mm-hmm. and uh, she is also an award-winning surgical nurse. Okay. In 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 the late 50s and by chance, I took her to um, do a mammogram at a friend's new woman's clinic. And she discovered on a Saturday afternoon that there was a lump, and they were not um, going to read um, the film until the following week. Right. Cut a long story short, it was discovered that she had... Breast cancer, thankfully, it was stage one. Mm -hmm. But I found I was so ignorant on the subject, I thought we were going to lose her invasive breast cancer, meant it had invaded her whole body. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, she had a very good surgeon, and uh, she's fine now and been in remission for 20 years. But that got me thinking because of the vulnerability of me and my friends, or my friends and I, Mm -hmm. uh, as we uh, get into the 40s. And I looked around and said, so little we know about it. There should be awareness and it's got to be from the lay-led community, a way of giving back. Uh, rounded up friends, male and female. And I had no issues getting them putting up their hands to say, we'll be here. And we'll showcase that there can be life after breast cancer, but let's raise awareness. But there
0: is life after breast cancer. And one of the most frightening things, I think, for women is they don't know. They don't know what's going to happen to them. They don't know what life will be. I think even for my mother, it's like, will I even still be attractive to my husband after she was diagnosed? And you've done so much through the foundation to put the word out that there is life after diagnosis, that there is survival and there is vibrancy. And I've attended some of your charity dinners and and awareness things. And it's amazing that there is so much Hope there's, but there's also so much vibrancy amongst the women who are part of the foundation. Your dragon boaters, for example, they're they're amazing. You you wouldn't think that any of them were ill in any way, and yet they're all survivors. And is that the correct word, survivors?
1: Absolutely, we call them warriors. I like that word, dragon boaters. Yes, because uh, that actually is one of the ways which uh, one can exercise after the removal of uh, the lymph nodes mm-hmm. uh, in in breast cancer. And by the way, there can be uh, life after breast cancer with early detection. Right. That's very important. Um, and um, we can do all kinds of things to raise awareness. We work through the husbands, the men, uh, the employers, their colleagues, mm-hmm. the sons, you know, nothing like a husband saying, I saw a survivor, she looks fine and she survived breast cancer for 20 years. Right. You should go for regular detection.
0: Nothing like but, it. But
1: but at the end of the day, the woman must empower herself. And there's this four-letter word called fear. Yeah. And that's what we're here for. To kill the myths, help remove the fear, make people realize why me is not right. Mm -hmm. There are many others out there and we have to overcome the stigma we have. We're no less of a woman. Uh, And many of the survivors have shown that. So yes, and you were such an inspiration Ah. when you were with us at one of our major fundraisers. Thank you.
0: Oh, you know, it's something that I feel that if I can help, then I must and in this in this case, you know very well that it was very close to my heart because my mother battled with this illness for years. Having been, like your mother, a nurse, she was probably very similar to your mother. No need, don't want to go, whatever, I'm fine. You know, they, they, nurses can be quite stubborn.
1: Uh, not mummy.
0: Okay, your mummy's mommy.
1: case, she did it regularly when she had the time. Mm-hmm. But I think she didn't quite realise uh Realized that um you have to have regular uh checkups, right. so you know it was like okay, once in two years, once in three years mm. it's not in the family. I breastfed four children, right, you know all those what we call myths right, and uh well, we're glad she did it, and to your point about wanting to help mm-hmm. um we hope more women would come forth because and and not necessarily those who've had breast cancer, Yes. Uh, just to make them realize that they could be vulnerable too. Sure. We've had situations where women have become volunteers with us, and then, I mean, they had no breast cancer. Then they discovered they did. They were not afraid, mm-hmm. and they went for their checkups. They had their mastectomies or their... Uh, 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 anyway, whatever had to be done surgically, and we were there to help them come back emotionally and physically by exercise and looking at the world. We hope that the women would not think that just because they've had breast cancer and they have, they are in remission, that they can forget that they have a life. They shouldn't throw their job away. No. And look at changing the world. If they were going to change their world, then why breast cancer? But maybe it's a blessing in disguise.
0: Right. You know, one of the things that I think is the success of the Breast Cancer Foundation is how many prominent women, who we'll not name on the show, but how many prominent women from Singapore society have been victims of this disease and have been very courageous to stand up and say, I have it and look at me, I still have a great job, I still have a wonderful life, I'm I'm part of the endeavor to put the word out. And it, there's just so much courage behind being able to do that because there probably was a time when if you did have a diagnosis of breast cancer, you'd think that people would think of you as half of what you were, you know, or m- mutilated in some way. and And there was a deep embarrassment at some point but so much of what you've done, so much of what these courageous women have done is to dispel that, and I think that very big myth. Do you agree with that? Uh,
1: to a certain extent, yes, but they're not they're not coming out enough.
0: They're not coming out enough.
1: Uh, for whatever reasons, there may be stigma, being mm-hmm. one of them. You know, maybe husband has a big position somewhere. Um, family might feel embarrassed. Uh, these are also cultural nuances we have to overcome. Sure. But um, that's why we need the men to talk about it as well. When they can bravely come out and say, you know, my wife had breast cancer and she's more beautiful and she's such a changed person. Mm-hmm. Uh, come to think of it, I'll marry her I'll marry this woman. We've had that before. Right. So we just have to keep plugging. We're 20 years old at Breast Cancer Foundation, and yet the screening numbers are only at 40% in Singapore. A lot has to be done. And recently we had a col- com- collaboration. Don't know whether you remember the Mammobus, mm-hmm. but we started it uh, years back, and now it's gone bigger and stronger and better collaborating with the National Health Care Group and Singapore Cancer Society plus Breast Cancer Foundation. And we hope that this will, uh, at the end of the day, bring the numbers of women who are screened up uh, because uh, we're an aging society. What can be done to,
0: you know, you keep going back to the subject of men. And it is very important because what I noticed when my mother was diagnosed, she was living with me and my kids were very young. I I had two boys who were very young at that point in time. They're not so young anymore. But it impacted all of us. It just it didn't just impact her. It impacted all of us. Grandma was sick. That caused the children concern. You know, Mum was sick. That didn't just cause me concern, but it also affected my husband. It affected my siblings. So something like cancer is a big enough um, life changer that it permeates through the family, and the family has to see a change, whether they want it or not. So what can be done to support the whole family, not just the woman who is suffering from this illness?
1: Awareness building. Um, What we do at Breast Cancer Foundation is we have different events Mm -hmm. targeted at different age groups, and we talk about it in a matter-of-fact way, but not to instill fear, but to raise hopes, and we hope that through that, um, that, the sons, the husbands, and now the corporates are working very. We're working very closely with the corporates. Would say, you know, have you had your mammogram? Mm-hmm. And of course, on the other side, mammograms are not for everybody. We work with the Health Promotion Board with the breast screen program, and that is for fifty and above postmenopausal then you have a 35 year old saying she wants to have a mammogram and it's not going to be as effective unless her doctor requests for it something so there's a lot of education still to be done but hey men please encourage your wives to go for screening it's not just mammograms encourage your daughters to do breast self-examination encourage the doctors to do an annual clinical examination that becomes a habit and then when the time comes when one needs a mammogram uh, it's just a natural it's natural and that's
0: that's a little bit of a stumbling block for a woman right because this is not a comfortable procedure i know the first time i went for a mammogram i was like ow. ow, 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 ow. it's it's not a comfortable experience <laughs> yes it's it's better now with the new equipment
1: no, 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 it's got uh, f- I, I I must say that for me, uh, I still fear my mammogram, really. I still call my friend mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. Two of us go, and after the uh, screening is done, we go for lunch mm-hmm. and pretend that we are brave, and then we come back and carry our reports, and then I tend to take it to a doctor for another reading, just sure. to be sure, right but um it's. For many women, when I actually talk to them, it's not the fear of the pain. It's the fear of the outcome. Of the reading, yeah. And that's the thing. When one has breast cancer, although mammograms are not 100% perfect, it can detect cancers at a very early stage. And what I said earlier, mm-hmm. early, early detection saves lives in breasts. Yes. So it is about early detection because with early detection, you have more treatment options. Faster recovery, and you're back at your desk or wherever. So it is absolutely important to go for regular screening because the early detection part uh, is uh, the chance is always much higher.
0: Okay. So your message clearly is get regularly screened. Um, education is very important. Now, you said Breast Cancer Foundation has been around for 20 years. What do you want it to be doing? where would you want it to be 20 years from
1: now? Well, we would like to see many women take screening as a natural part of their uh, health uh, prevention program, sure. as is happening in places like Australia. Um, we would particularly want to reach out to the lower-income group who are mm-hmm. concerned not about the $50 free Uh, mammogram costs that they will get, but the what after. And uh, so it has to be, it's a societal problem. It's not a woman's problem. That's why BCF does not regard ourselves as a for-women, by-women organization. And uh, 20 years from today, we hope that the screening numbers, women who voluntarily go for screening, uh, goes up from 40 to 80. I mean, you know, speaking pragmatically, it should grow exponentially with the it amount should. of work that's being done. Yes.
0: Well, I'll do everything I can to help keep that message constant. Thank you. And the, and the truth is, I really do believe that. My mother was terrible. She was a terrible patient. She was a fabulous nurse. But she always thought of herself last. But she did go for her regular screenings. When I say she was a terrible patient, it was when she was diagnosed. She kept going, nah, I don't want to do that treatment. Nah, I don't want to go for this. I don't want to go for that. She was always using something as an excuse, mainly the cost. So you did bring up lower-income families and the, and the worry that the cost would be insurmountable. It would be a burden to the family. Is there enough that is being done to support them financially or to assist them financially? Is there more that can be done as a society, perhaps even beyond Breast Cancer Foundation, as a country, as a society? Is there is there enough that's being done to support the lower income families if cancer is the diagnosis?
1: If breast cancer is the diagnosis and it's at a late stage, and one is from a lower income family, I think our health care system is pretty good mm-hmm. in. Um, uh, helping with uh, support um it doesn't mean that there will not be financial strife sure uh but i think the well there're two ways to look at this one is if one goes for regular screening mm-hmm. then obviously the scre- the cost is going to be significantly lesser sure. uh if discovered because hopefully it is earlier it's, it's not nat- n- uh, naturally so that uh, it's uh, early detection alone can save lives. It also depends on the kind of one, cancer one has. But all on, on the subject of costs, today you also have MediSave and people are encouraged to have uh, uh, insurance programs. It's so much better than 20 years ago. So sure. I can imagine 20 years from today, it's going to be very good. I am optimistic as our... Uh, my fellow Exco members on BCF and all our staff, and our fantastic patron, Mrs. Yufu, uh, and all the men who are on the Exco in particular, uh, many of whom have not, not had a brush with uh, breast cancer in the family, right. but just feel for the cause. So uh, we must be hopeful, but we must be pragmatic and be action driven.
0: Thank you so much for coming and talking to us. And, you know, can I just say, I I hope that you continue to do the great work that you do. You never seem to slow down. You always seem to get younger. (laughs) And I I hope that you keep just pushing this through because this is important work that you do. Uh,
1: This is not an activity to be undertaken alone. Uh, I'm only but, frankly, one voice in a myriad of voices who believe truly that there is life after breast cancer with early detection.
0: And I add my voice to that message. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much Norquec. You are a Money FM 89.3. You stay ahead.